ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, fans of all ages, welcome back to First and Ben. Um, these are exciting times. That's my that's my little catchphrase that I love. Um, First and Ben is now a two person show. We have joining us from Into the Ivy. We have Ryan Bonaparte as a, my friend. Hey, Boney. we're going with Boney. <laughs> we have to. Boney works. Yes. Yes, this week's episode of First Amendment is a little bit different because it has its first unofficial official sponsor. This episode of First Amendment is unofficially sponsored by the hit 2005 Adam Sandler movie, The Longest Yard. And the reason being is because Tony Corrente belongs in jail. <laughs> it, it's a travesty to American, the American justice system that it is Wednesday and Tony Corrente is still not in jail. It, it's absolutely despicable. I'm not here for it. He's so lucky Justin Fields wasn't playing Adam Sandler this week. He is, because I'm pretty sure Justin Fields was, was if we would have had to spike the ball, I'm pretty sure he would have aimed for his, for his uh, family jewels. Oh, yeah. He's got the arm strength for it, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. I mean, the fact... <laughs> And we'll get to this later, but when Justin Fields is going up to the officiating crew and saying, you just gave Big Ben that call, why can't I get that call? They look like clowns. They look like absolute clowns. And, and the league had no answers for it. They stood by all the decisions. I'm like, that's terrible. That's horrible. That's because the league, when they apply some of the penalties to the mm -hmm. Bears – they won't lose their money because it was the wrong call. They can still make those penalties right. and fines. And I yeah. did this on Burgers with the Boys yesterday, and I'm going to do it again today. I'm going to reaffirm my call on the 117th United States Congress um, to assemble the House of Representatives, assemble the U.S. Senate. We need to launch an investigation into Tony Corrente for insider trading and collusion against football. I need, I need Congress Burns. to do that. He looks like he could be a senator. He's got, he the, does. He's got the right look. He does. And the fact that he likes to bump into people, like, that has nothing to do with being a politician, but you know, <laughs> him like lying when there's video proof that he did something. Yeah, he's a good politician. He'd probably be a great politician, actually. <laughs> but anyways, we'll get to that Bears-Steelers travesty of a Monday night football game from our perspective uh, later on in the episode. Right now, we're going to talk about Thursday night football. Um best night of the week it, it is thursday night's the best night of the week and tomorrow's thursday if you're listening to this today it's wednesday november 10th um last week it was the new york jets and the indianapolis colts um yeah such marquee matchups i mean they it was, love it was high matchups. scoring there was no defense in that game carson wentz looked pretty good actually uh he was 22 for 30 he had almost 275 <laughs> yards he had three touchdowns that's not bad. The Jets will do that. The Jets will do that for you. Yeah. That's, that's always a nice tune-up game. Exactly. It was a stat-padding game for Carson Wentz. Um, Eagles fans should be rejoicing because, you know, the snap count thing, I know that's like a whole Twitter page. There, There's a page dedicated to <laughs> tracking his uh, snap counts because if he hits a certain percentage for the season, uh, the pick that they owe the Eagles becomes a first-round pick. So right. we're actually looking at potentially three first-round picks for the Eagles this year. Which See if scary. they can actually make that work. 
That's true. Howie Roseman has proved time and time again to be a complete idiot when it comes to drafting. Um, the fact that Justin Jefferson plays for the Minnesota Vikings is just the first in a long list of mishaps. <laughs> Not that we can talk because, I mean, it took until 2020 for our – or I'm sorry, 2021 for our front office to get a draft pick right or two. They did win the Colomac trade, so they're we good did. at trading. We did. We're good at trading. Um, mm. At least we have picks – Unlike the Los Angeles Rams, I don't think they've had a first-round pick since, what, 2016? Mm-hmm. And now that they sounds, don't have one until yeah. 24. It's the Sean McVay win. I mean, they win, so I won't judge them. I can't talk them. They win. And when you live in Los Angeles and can pull your free agents to you, it's it's pretty easy right. situation. Why well, risk when you can sign the established players? Exactly. Or trade for so. stud quarterbacks that are on bad teams. Exactly. <laughs> um, I was surprised. I didn't even – I didn't watch this game. Um, it, I was today years old when I found out that Mike White actually left the game with an injury. So I didn't even know that Josh Johnson, longtime journey guy. Josh Johnson, look at this guy. Mm. He threw over 300 yards and three touchdowns. I kind of wanted the Jets to win just for the hell of it, just because Josh Johnson. Yeah. I wanted the nature of Mike White to become just ingrained in all NFL minds. It's Mike White season. I'm sorry, Zach Wilson. No one likes you anymore. You and your nine interceptions in what, four, four games, five games? Yeah, it's it's not good. He looks like he's 12 at least, so he'll grow into it eventually. He he does. If there was a, if there was ever an NFL football player that could pull off the the I am 12 thing from the bench warmers. It's Zach Wilson. It really is. He's probably like, he probably called his mom. He's like, how do I re-enroll at BYU? Is that BYU magic? Do you think? Do you it's think that Mormon Jets, magic. Right? Do you think the Jets regret taking Zach Wilson? Like they could have had Trey Lance. They could have had Justin Fields. And now they're stuck with Zach Wilson. I think the Jets are starting to regret Everything they do. I mean, you, they were right about Sam Darnold after they drafted him and then realized he was a scrub. Yeah. And now Sam Darnold has played a solid three games of football. And Poor Sam Darnold. Six, six bad games? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as far as the Colts go, I like Jonathan Taylor. I think Jonathan Taylor is a damn good running back. Um, I checked out. He's he's second in the NFL in rushing yards. He's got eight twenty one, uh, third in rushing touchdowns. So that's pretty good with eight. He's good. He's I mean they they are the example of you have a really good underrated quarterback because I Carson Wentz can be a good quarterback when he wants to be a good quarterback. Honestly, because right. he's what got three interceptions this year, and they're all doy doy interceptions. Where and they're all absolute buffoonery. Yes, they are. Like there's no reason. The dude is trying to do too much. Like, he just throws – he's like, I'm going to make this work. I'm going to force this to work. And it's like this little right. two-yard little shovel pass blooper, and it just lands in the the defender's hands. So it makes you yep. feel bad for Carson. It's the hmm. scene out of Waterboy where Bobby Boucher catches the ball, and he's looking around like, 62, 62, there you are. And he throws it right to the guy, and they're like, no. That's what it's like watching Carson wet sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's – and my takeaways, I it's amazing the Colts are sub-500. 
Like, they have to be the best sub-500 team out there right now. Oh, for sure. And it sucks because they're in a really bad division. And they're still going to need the wild card to get in because the Titans just looked like they were playing on God mode this weekend. Without Derrick Henry. Without Derrick Henry. We'll talk about that in a little bit because there's some exciting things with that team going on. Um, mm-hmm. Please no more doy-doy picks by Carson Wentz. We're kind of tired of that. Just, just <laughs> stop. You're too good to be making those kinds of plays. If you're going to do something, just just throw it out of bounds. Don't force it. That's how you get fans there. Luckily. Jackson Taylor does not so. You've got you've got all the weapons you need, and Michael Pittman has been looking good too. Coming out there, um, you know, I think he's got three, four touchdowns last two games. So he's making a difference for Carson. Having a go-to guy now that T.Y. Hilton's always so up and down with injuries you never and know everything. Exactly, having someone that you can go to is sometimes it's all you need in the world. I mean. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers says Devontae Adams. That man's the one he – that's who you choose to go to. That's who you We thought to. Justin Fields had Darnell Mooney. That's just – everyone has that go-to guy, and yep. it makes you better. You it just – you know the ins and outs of their game. Yep, and it looks like that's what they're starting to build over there in Indianapolis. Um, speaking of having go-to guys, the Cleveland Browns and the Cincinnati Bengals, one of those guys still has their go-to guy. Um, <laughs> one of them let go of I don't even think I don't think OBJ was ever he wasn't the boat go to guy everyone no, just no, thought no. he would be but no he wasn't mm-hmm. I mean the fact that the Browns came out cut OBJ and then blew the barn doors off a pretty good Cincinnati Bengals team 41 to 16 mm-hmm. that's just wow that's just wow <laughs> Baker looks solid, you know, 218 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Um, it also does not help out Cincinnati that the first score of the game was a 99-yard pick six returned by Denzel Ward. That doesn't help. And it just didn't look like they could get anything going. Yeah, it's bad when you have Joe Burrow as your fantasy quarterback and he gets you yeah. negative points. Ooh, that's rough. Yeah. Because Joe Burrow is mm-hmm. usually a safe 15-plus points guy right there. Absolutely. But, I mean, that's what the Browns are built for. Honestly, you have Baker who's, you know, he's at least a midline to, you know, just a below great quarterback sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then you have a rushing game and you have defense. It's honestly a – like, it's a tried-and-true method for having – a football it team. It is. You it either is. have the best quarterback on the field or you have everything else is better. Yeah. No, absolutely. I totally agree with that. And, I mean, if you're the Browns, you have to start seriously considering, is this the guy you want to give a massive extension to? And I'm not going to put words in people's mouths. I'm not going to weigh in on that because I'm not a Browns fan. I don't know what he does for that team, like, as an avid fan. But from an outside position – I think you're right. Like, they got the rushing attack. They have a solid defense this year. I, you know, this was this was the reason they lost week one to what is now a bad Chiefs team. Because, you know, you 
Baker's got the ball in his hands to take him downfield and you throw a pick in the worst position. His only pick of the game came at the worst possible time. So I, I don't know. I don't think Baker Mayfield is a bust. I don't think he's a bad quarterback, Mm -hmm. but I think that if you're serious about winning the Super Bowl, especially in a year where the AFC, the guys at the top of the AFC are just not getting it done. You know, this Browns team, they have, uh, they they have a legit chance to win the Super Bowl. It, is Baker going to be able to do that? That's the question I have. Yeah, and now you, you might help yourself a little bit by cutting one of your uh, star wide receivers, or at least he was a star coming in. Yeah, he was a star coming in. But, <laughs> I don't know if he's a star now. No, he he truly did the classic go back to Cleveland or go to Cleveland and your career. I'm not going to say dies, but it's looking it's very on life grim for right him now. now. It it's absolutely on life is. The fact that he's gotten cut and he's only getting uh, – I believe the report came out today the Packers offered him, offered him the veteran minimum. Mm. That's, that's rough. But if you're Odell, do you go to a team with Aaron Rodgers who has – they've always had – or they've had Devontae Adams – Who's their number two? Uh, Alan Lazard. It's got to be either Alan Lazard or uh, uh, Marquis Valdez Scantling. So they don't have a truly established number two. Right. So if you're thinking, you're thinking only about money. I understand. Go somewhere or wait it out until next year. But you want to contend? Green Bay is a good option. Oh, Kansas City has Mahomes. So he wants to go to a contender, so you might just want to take a pay cut and you might get yourself a ring. It's possible. It's very possible. It's not impossible. I was surprised. We saw Antonio Brown do it. Oh, absolutely. So Antonio Brown, that's a no-brainer to go play with Tom Brady. Exactly. But, you know, Mahomes and Rodgers are no scrubs either. Exactly. No, they're not. So. I mean, those are MVP caliber guys when they're on. Absolutely. So, it's possible. Speaking of uh, going back to Cleveland's rushing attack, I believe Nick Nick Chubb is great. Nick Chubb's amazing. He played out of his mind this past weekend. I do believe that he's going on the COVID list. So, he's going to be out this mm. week. Um, so, if Dearness Johnson's not picked up in your leagues or if he's on your bench, I would plug him in because that's what I did. I got the alert that Dearness Johnson was – most likely going to start this week. So I went and plugged him and put him in. He's projected to get 17 points in my league. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. It's just, it's that Browns rushing attack. They have a three-headed monster. They just – where where do you get these guys from? They just come straight out of Lake Erie. <laughs> yeah, they just walk – they walk right out of the lake. Well, yeah, the stadium literally right on the lake. Beautiful stadium, by the way. Exactly. Love the city. Great city. <laughs> Great football city. Um. My takeaways from this game were the team, obviously everyone that has eyes saw that this team, at least with one game, is better without OBJ than games with him in it. Um, Are the Browns back? I don't know. We're going to find out over the next couple weeks or if we're going to get the last year Browns or if we're (laughs) going to get the, as Juju would say, same old Browns. Um, (laughs) Cincinnati, I have it written in my notes that this is the most frustrating team in the NFL. I think there might be other ones that are more frustrating, but it's a, it's a streaky team that I don't, I don't get how 
they've beaten Pittsburgh and Baltimore, and then they've lost to the Bears and the Jets. I don't understand that. Like, I think having your young quarterback, though, you'll have these either great victories or your head-scratching losses. So, you know, Burrow's essentially in his first – he's in his first full season – I would you know, this is he, more of his rookie season than last year because the yeah. ACL. So, not to mention his number one wide receiver is also a rookie. Yeah. I mean, I understand you guys; these guys have the national uh, spotlight on them throughout college. They, you know, they've done at the top programs in college, but still, yeah. it's not the NFL. You're going to have these rookie mistakes, and you're going to have up and down performances. It, it's just you have to find your footing, and then you become more consistent. Right. Absolutely. Speaking of games that just don't make sense, this was, the, this was the week of games that just don't make sense. I feel like we've had a couple of those in a row now, maybe even three in a row, where we, I just don't understand <laughs> what's going on. Um, how about the Denver Broncos and the Dallas Cowboys? Denver, Denver was winning this game 30 to nothing until four minutes left in the fourth quarter. The final score does not reflect this game. No, not at all. You had Dak with the two garbage time touchdowns. Literally garbage time. He had two touchdowns in four minutes. Any other point in the game, that's great. But Mm -hmm. when you're down 30 nothing, who really cares? Right. Did not see this team coming out post-Von Miller and doing this. Did not see that coming. Yeah, and just – you're dumbfounded because you thought that the Cowboys were untouchable with Dak. You thought yeah. that they were able to, you know, rule the roost, and then they just mm-hmm. laid an egg. They, they did. It's, Their stars did not come out this week. Zeke had 10 no, carries for 51 yards. Amari Cooper <laughs> and CeeDee Lamb, uh, here are the stats. Amari had five targets, only caught two of them. C.D. Lamb had nine targets, only caught two of them. And Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon, tag team, they just ran all over Dallas' defense. Mm -hmm. Just shoved it down their throat this week. 191 combined rushing yards between those two guys. Wow. I mean, I'm curious to see what the time of possession was for this game because yeah. obviously with the running game, if you don't give that high-powered offense, normally high-powered offense, time to move the ball, mm-hmm. sometimes you just run the clock down and you're golden. Yeah. And when you're starting to get into so. you know the 20s, being down 20, obviously being down 30 to nothing, you can't run the ball. You can't. That's, that, so Denver scoring early, that took Zeke out of the game right there. It's exactly. A shame Amari and CD couldn't catch more of their targets. I should say. Neither one. It of is nice, however. Yards. Right, and it is nice to have Zeke his pass catching ability to yep. where he's not fully taken out of a game. But mm-hmm. I know you have to run the ball sometimes, keep him honest. But that's not Dallas's offense. No. Dallas will go over top of you, and they will make those flashy plays, mm-hmm. and. If the defense knows you have to make those, then you, the element of surprise is gone. Yeah. And it becomes much more difficult. I like to think Vic Fangio understands that, but time in Denver hasn't been the kindest to him. No, no, it has not. Um, 
It's hard and to watch. Time of possession from this game. Denver, 41 minutes and 12 seconds. Dallas, 18 minutes and 48 seconds. That'll do it right there. They held on to the ball. Oh, yeah. And they scored. That's, that's how you that's, win football games. Right? That's winning football. Yep. Yeah, that's winning football. And it, it's hard because, you know, it's hard to tell if the Broncos are just this good or if the Cowboys just had a, had a, had a stinker after their bye week. I think right. Plus Broncos, with that coming back. Right. With that coming back from injury. It's hard if you're watching the Broncos. It's like, yeah, it's fun to win. It's fun to play spoiler. It's fun to win football games. But I don't think that Teddy Bridgewater – I think we're at the point where Teddy Bridgewater is like he's no longer considered a franchise quarterback. He's considered a bridge guy. I think that's where – He's the new Fitzpatrick. Now. He is the new Fitzpatrick. He's a, he's a younger, more athletic Ryan Fitzpatrick now. Where if your team – and I think he's going to get somewhere. I, I don't know. Is he a free agent this offseason, I think? I'm not sure. If he is, he's going to be if one of those not, guys yeah. where teams that – because the quarterback class this April is going to be really poor compared to the last few ones. Teddy yes, Bridgewater is going to be one of those guys that gets a one-year deal and comes in and gets a team through to the finish line. Yes, he is on a one-year contract with yep. Denver. Yep. And, I mean, De- I mean, obviously, if you're the Denver Broncos, like, look at all this – Look at this Aaron Rodgers discussion that we just had this whole past summer. They obviously didn't believe in Bridgewater as their quarterback. They wanted to make a deal for Aaron Rodgers. And I think right. there's there's 30 teams in this league that probably would have done the same thing. Um, obviously, the Packers, if they're the ones trading Rodgers. And the Bucks with Brady. You're not replacing Brady. Any other team, and then the I Chiefs. think, would be doing the same. Right. So maybe 29 other teams. I think you're saying right. you would be trying to obviously get Aaron Rodgers. Maybe that's an overreaction. But I think that Denver will be more likely to be in on Aaron Rodgers this offseason than they will be trying to bring Teddy Bridgewater back. Right. Although, if you're De- uh, Denver, uh, his contract, Teddy's, was $4.4 million. Not that bad of a contract for that's a one-year starter. Right. No, so someone could get him next year for about the same thing, and it's not terrible. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at—I don't—I don't even know what—you're looking at possibly the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers could be in on him. Big Ben's probably right. be done. Um, have a bridge for Ben. Yep. Houston Texans could be in on him. There's, yeah, we'll have to see where the whole Deshaun Watson thing plays out. If right. he plays football again or not. Yeah, we're, that whole situation is just messy right now. As far as Dallas goes, I, I, I don't think this is very concerning. If you're a Cowboys fan, you pretty much won the division like three weeks ago. You are the best right. team in the NFC East by a country mile. It's not close. Like, you can afford a bad loss because those other teams aren't catching you. They're just not. <laughs> and then when you get to play those teams, obviously that helps your schedule too. Exactly, exactly. Um, moving on, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this one because I don't want to waste my own breath. Uh, The Houston Texans at the Miami Dolphins. I guess the only thing you can really say is congrats, Miami. You sucked less. Uh, These two teams (laughs) combined for nine turnovers. It's just an absolute joke of a game. Uh, Jacoby Brissett started last minute because Tua has a middle finger fracture, which I guess if you're a Dolphins fan, that's just how your season's been going is a big broken middle finger to the face. 
<laughs> it's it's just wow. I don't know how the Dolphins. This feels like bad. this feels like a matchup we deserved it, or that we would normally just stick in the one of the London games. It did. Like, you is, feel like you would just send them to London. Like. We were let probably better UK, off doing it. Yeah, let the UK enjoy this type of game, and then we'll take all the good content at home. You know, actually, I probably would have took. I probably would have gave them Jacksonville and Buffalo this week, but we'll talk about that one when we get there. Um, oh well, yeah. I mean, at least coming sad. into this game, you figured this was going to be a sad game. It, it's it was. Uh, this was Texans. Bad. The Texans have written off this year. The Dolphins, up until a couple weeks ago, they thought they had something, but they're writing this year off as well, and. What else can you say? There's there's good football. There's bad football. So this, all I have to say is this poor Tua kid, like he he's literally he's literally the Chris Bryant of the NFL right now. And here's why. He <laughs> we've been hearing Tua trade rumors since last year. And right. it's go it's kept going on and on and on and on. And I guarantee you Tua trade rumors will continue into this offseason because they're gonna be one of those teams where Oh, we're only a quarterback. Wait, two is not a bad quarterback, but obviously they're mm-hmm. gonna be talking about Deshaun Watson this whole offseason. And I feel bad for the guy. Like you're not even giving him a chance. I don't know. Maybe that's just the Cubs by fan bias in me, but And interestingly enough, this is a game that featured because the uh Dolphins were trying to trade for Deshaun Watson there for a little bit, but they did Last their due justice the and backed out. Yep. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. then so he didn't get a, a revenge game because he broke his finger. Maybe. Maybe. Or they're just saying that. Who knows? Um, Houston, this new front office, this new coaching staff, the whole organization just screwed the pooch. They should have traded Deshaun Watson when they had the chance because the trade package is only going to decline the less years he has on his contract. Mm -hmm. And it just sucks because if you're going to draft a quarterback this April, they're not good. So maybe you do take the swing on Teddy Bridgewater this year. Right. And this is going to come into the fact that teams are going to start to say, okay, it's been a year since Deshaun Watson has played in an NFL game. This is going to be the same thing that the team started saying about Colin Kaepernick. Yep. And I highly doubt completely different situations. There's no way he's practicing. Yeah, it's in no way the same situation, but no. this is what the teams think. What have you done for me lately, or and what can you do? It's no question that Deshaun Watson is a generational talent, mm-hmm. but again, if you don't play and if you have some serious allegations against you on off-the-field stuff... That still aren't resolved. Teams aren't going to want to touch that, and they're not going to want to pay top dollar. No, absolutely not. It's they're they're so, in a bad, they're in a they're in between a rock and a hard place right now. Right, and you have a new front office trying to elevate from that, and if your base is shaky, you're not going up. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, this next game, the the Atlanta Falcons at the New Orleans Saints. Um, thanks for coming out, New Orleans. Your your season is probably over. Yes, you beat it's Tom Brady these... last week, but you just lost to the Falcons and at home. And Aaron Rodgers in Week One. 
It's like, what Saints team are we going to get each week? And on the flip side, it's the same thing with the Falcons. What team are we going to get? Honestly, I feel like the entire NFC South, save the Buccaneers, are like this. You don't know what you're going to get. And honestly, these teams are just going to cannibalize each other. And what are you going to do? You know, you're going to have the Bucks win the South handily. And then you're going to have the other three teams just hovering around seven, six wins. Yeah, dink and dunk and get down to the final week or two. You know, there's going to be a point where, oh, one of these teams might make the three wild cards, but that's about as much action as they're going to get. Unless McCaffrey comes back. No, the only saving grace would be if the Panthers get McCaffrey back and Sam Darnold turns into decent Sam Darnold. Um, Matt Ryan, uh, you know, it sucks. The Saints don't have Jameis Winston for the rest of the year. That's a complete heartbreaker. Jameis finally got his chance right. to lead the Saints after Drew Brees, and now it's just done because of the complete ACL tear. Matt Ryan mm-hmm. went off this week, um, almost 350 yards, two touchdowns. Corderell Patterson reinvented Corderell Patterson, 126 yards receiving. The Falcons led this game 24-6. to with 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter mm-hmm. before their sketchy defense almost blew another one. Cause that almost happened. Wow. This, game, this game ended 27 to 25 and they were up 24 to six. That's, that's right. bad. That's very bad, but mm. it could be one of those. Good for Matt Ryan. Spoilers. Yeah. Good for him. He needed it. I mean, he started good for him. He, his whole career too. Like, yeah. you know, it's you just you want to pat him on the back and say good for you. You stuck it out and you became one of the most prolific, you know, passers. You're always like in the top ten, but you're never outside of the top fifteen. Yep. And you're just always mentioned, but you never get over the hump. But good for you for sticking it out. Oh, absolutely. So I mean, you gotta admire that kind of guy, and he is. The probably one of the most classy um, players in the NFL because he shows nothing but support for not only his team but his community. You know, yep. he's probably super happy the Braves won the World Series, and it's just you want to give him a hug and you want to say good job. I mean, even this team, even with. Um, everything going on with Calvin Ridley off the field, which I completely support Calvin Ridley right now, by the way. Uh, Absolutely. Totally do what you got to do. You, you know, your health is more important than anything. Can't overstate that enough. Right. This is just a game. This is just a game. There's no sense in um, destroying yourself mentally, physically, emotionally over a game. If you need to take that time, please take that time. Um, but Matt Ryan no disrespect to Calvin Ridley or Russell Gage or any of those receivers, but he's got better weapons this year. Corderell Patterson, obviously mm-hmm. coming over from the Bears, uh, drafting Kyle Pitts out of Florida. These are these are Absolutely. great players right here. And you know, Kyle Pitts, this is going to be one of those guys where next year he could be one of the top. I mean, I know this year he was the fourth wider or tight end off the board. But as we keep going year in and year out, this is going to be tight end number one on every fantasy football draft board in a couple of years. Right, right. As guys like Kittle, Kelsey, 
Waller. They all get older. This is going to be your number one tight end and probably I would say two to three years. Right. And it also like, it helps that he's more of a uh, Darren Waller type where he's a wider or he's a tight end that plays wide receiver, the wide receiver position. He's not, you know, like Kelsey or, you know, anyone else who can throw a block like Kittle Right. You know, they're they're not the big beefy guys. They're the tall, fast, they can go up and get the ball type right. tight end. So you almost have a subclasses in the position. And that's that's what you want in these NFL teams. Obviously you want a Kelsey type player too. Yeah. But the new young teams that are fast and just go right down the field, this is one of those positions that you have one of those, of yeah. You have one of those guys at that position. You, you got a big check mark right next to your team. Yep. Uh, wrapping up the Saints this week, I think part of the reason that I say their season's just over, like just, just, just write it off the board. You know, your their your QB one is done for the year. Um, your best right. off, arguably one of your best offensive players. No disrespect to Alvin Kamara. Um, Michael Thomas is officially out for the year now. Like, there's a, what's the point? You have a first round pick this <laughs> April. Play for the draft position at this point. Yes, I know right. New Orleans fans love football. I know they're very intense about football, but you, you do need to start looking at wide receivers in probably next year's draft because it doesn't sound like Michael Thomas is a fan of the Saints uh, organization <laughs> right now. Um, but that's a completely different sore subject. Yeah. At a certain point, weigh your pros and cons. Is it worth, is it worth it the rest of the year only to maybe finish in second, finish five games behind Tom Brady? Is it? Yeah. But if you wait, Brady may be there another four years. That's true. That's true. (laughs) That's the thing we've been saying when Brady leaves for how many years and he's just still there. Um, here's another game that doesn't make absolutely any sense. Like I said, way too many of these this week. Um, the Las Vegas Raiders at the New York Giants. I'm going to, I'm going to pose a question that's going to make a lot of people mad. Is Devonte Booker better than Saquon Barkley? Maybe better isn't the word. Reliable. Reliable, absolutely, because... Saquon, he's got the best quads in the world. Terrible But he's got paper things, bones and knees. Yeah. Bad knees, bad Achilles, bad ankles. Oh, man. Bad staying away from disease because he's on the COVID list right. now. I, it sucks, man, because this is such a promising guy. And right. he's not going to get paid what he, we all think he will. He's not. Right. And it's it's becoming it's seeming become a trend with these teams that rely so much on the passing running or the receiving running back where they're always injured. Yeah. The two best in the game at it, Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey. Yep. They're always hurt. They always have they are always hurt. Yep. It's teams I feel like know this, but you have to find out that you either need a running back who is almost designated 
to run the ball straight ahead or Mm -hmm. you need two at the position. You need your receiving back and you need your downfield back. And you're finding teams that unless you're three deep like the Cleveland Browns, that they can't handle it or – you know, you you have to have a certain way of playing these guys that will mitigate their injury risk. Right. And sometimes you can't do that and have a functioning offense. So it's a risk reward. Yeah, absolutely. Um, even just looking at the numbers before his big injury, Saquon had zero games rushing over 60 yards this season. Uh, Devontae Bugger has two. Uh, last week on Monday Night Football at the Chiefs, he had 60 exact, and this week he had 99 mm-hmm. against the Raiders. So all I'm all I'm saying is I don't want to say that Devontae Booker is better than Saquon Barkley, but what I am going to say is that when Saquon is a free agent after the 2022 season, the Giants have a cheaper in-house replacement ready. Right. And it's it's the NFL is so pass heavy. Mm-hmm. These teams don't pay running backs anymore. No, I don't. mean, you can find a running back in the NFL and you can play them for one or two seasons, let them go and then you can find another one. That's how these teams are playing this. Yeah. It's just not so emphasized of a position anymore. Exactly. It, it's a, such an important position, it but the teams have made it become who can't play this position at this point. Obviously, you're not you're going to have your standouts, your McCaffrey's and your Derrick Henry's, mm-hmm. who are the you know. And that's why. And you'd think Barkley is so important. Exactly. You would think Barkley is one of those, but we'll see if the Giants think that. Um, as far as the Raiders go, they absolutely stink. But I, poor, poor Raiders. If you're a Raiders fan, <clears throat> I, I, from the bottom of my heart, I am sorry. I'm just sorry. But you have a fancy new stadium. You do. You do have a fancy new stadium, and then when the game's over, you can just go gamble away all your sorrows. Right. I, I don't got much for you. John Gruden's gone. Henry Ruggs' career is over, literally. Um, this team is so streaky. I don't think that they should be taken seriously. Derek Carr threw it almost 50 times, almost had 300 yards, two interceptions, only one touchdown. And all this was again, it was a five and two team against the Giants. The Giants. Right. Poor Derek. I will Waller. say Derek Carr may be the next Matt Stafford. He very well could be. If you get Derek Carr off of that team, Derek Carr could go very far with a team built for him. Yeah, and a team that will build around him. The Raiders, just whatever exactly. they do, they can't ever get it right. They can't ever get right. it right. And it's usually their defense they can't ever get right. Um, it's sad that the Giants are the second-best team in the NFC East by a mile. That's not really saying much considering who's behind them. Um. <laughs> I have not been a fan of – I've been an ant, uh, Boo Joe Judge fan since day one. I don't think he was the right hire. I don't think hiring the special teams coordinator from the New England Patriots was a good call for a New York football team. And I don't think Daniel Jones is the answer either. He only threw it 20 times. He threw the ball 20 times and only completed 15 of them. I, 
I don't know how they won. I really don't know how they won. <laughs> they don't have a quarterback. I maybe that's because forever ingrained in my memory is Daniel Jones running wide open field in Philadelphia and then just tripping over his own two freaking feet. I'll just never get over that. I don't like Daniel Jones. I don't like Joe Judge. Just they be happy he's not me. Tom Coughlin and Eli Manning. Yeah, but I mean, at least Daniel Jones isn't in college anymore. You can get back up after you fall down. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. <laughs> and then the Raiders, they're just like the Bengals. They've beaten Baltimore and Pittsburgh and then lost. There's a, there's a theme here. There's a theme here. <laughs> just like the Bengals, they've beaten Baltimore and they've beaten Pittsburgh, but then lost to the Bears and a team from New York. Not the same team from New York, but a team from New York. That's spooky. <laughs> I do think that if they keep Derek Carr this winter, or I'm sorry, this spring, I'm thinking baseball still. Um, I think that this is a realistic team that could get Devontae Adams if Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers do go their separate ways, just because they have that connection with Derek Carr. Like they have that college chemistry together, which has worked out for some of these guys like Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. It's not the craziest idea in the world. And they have the obvious need at wide receiver to give him whatever the hell he wants now that Henry Ruggs is gone. Like, Hunter Renfro is their best receiver. Actually, I wouldn't say Hunter Renfro. I'd say Darren Waller is their best receiver, and he's a tight end. Yes. Uh, moving along, we're still – yeah, we're. I think we're at the 4 o'clock games now. Um the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. Bill Bill Belichick owns Sam Darnold. He always will. He always will. Uh, there's there's not much you can say about this team. The Panthers team, I mean, it's they don't have McCaffrey. Or it's just not the same without McCaffrey. Unless Christian McCaffrey is at 100%, you are not going to get you the results you want. And I don't think he was because he only had 14 carries. He had 14 carries, but he only had 52 yards this week. Not great. And that's not a bad clip. That's, you know, it three sucks and a half. Yeah. It's, it just sucks but. because of what the score of this game was. You know, 24-6 ass whooping. Um, and now Sam Darnold is out for the foreseeable future with a right shoulder injury. So they're getting mm. P.J. Walker, XFL great. Mm. Um, so just, who knows? Maybe they'll play better. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and again, there's not much you can say about Bill Belichick and Mac Jones. They just come in. They're an efficient team, and they get the job done. Yeah. Can I can I go off real quick? I I, I I'm over the this this Mac Jones hype. I'm over it. I hate going on to social media every week and saying, Mac Jones was the best rookie quarterback again this week. No, no. <laughs> Who do they play? play? Who do they play? The guy the guy threw it. He was 12 for 18. That's horrible. 12 for 18. You only let the kid throw 18 times. I don't want to hear how he's the best rookie quarterback this week when he's only throwing <laughs> it 18 times. And he's still throwing an interception. Um, New Stephon Gilmore knows him, though. Yes. I'm – there was no. St- I thought there would be at least a chance for Stephon Gilmore revenge game. That did not happen. Um, New England's wins this year: two wins over the Jets, crap. One win at the Texans, crap. One win at the Panthers, 
at this point in the season, crap. Their only good win is at the Chargers. That's it. Their opponent, the the teams that they've beaten, their opponents winning uh, their record, it's a combined 12 and 22. And most of that is because the Chargers have five wins and the Panthers have four wins. But even the Panthers' four wins, crap. I... Mac Jones has Bill freaking Belichick as his head coach. Of yeah, course, this is not something Bill. Che- yeah, this is not something Bill Belichick allows. They, when Bill Belichick, unless you're nope. Tom Brady, when you go to Miami, you beat the bad teams. Yeah, you know he you capitalize it. That's how you get to you know twelve wins. Yep. You beat the bad teams on your schedule, and then you know you're about five hundred in the big games, right? So, be interesting to see when you know that's that Bills game comes up. But other than that, the Patriots are winning, but they're kind of a meh winning. It is a meh winning, and they, yeah. And you take a look at the you other never three have rookies the... taken in the first round this year. Um, Justin Fields has Matt Nagy, probably getting fired. Trevor Lawrence has Urban Meyer, probably getting fired. Trey Lance Mike has Kyle fired, Shanahan yeah. and not even playing. But guess what? There's talks of Kyle Shanahan getting fired. So Bill Belichick is the only guy with a rookie quarterback whose job is that he's 100% safe going into next season. Like Bill Belichick, that's Zach not what Wilson. I'm not worried about. Oh, yeah, Zach Wilson I don't even count anymore because, you know, <laughs> the Jets are just a joke right now. I actually forgot all about oh. Zach Wilson, if I'm being completely honest. But that's because oh, Mike White, big Mike White guy. Big Mike White. Mike White. Say that five times fast. Mike White, Mike White, Mike White, Mike White, Mike White. Mike White. Okay. Um, like I said, outside of the Chargers, they haven't beaten anybody good. I don't buy into Mac Jones in, as the best rookie quarterback this year, even though it's probably going to happen because the media loves the New England Patriots. Uh, <laughs> the Panthers, 3-0 and start, like I said, have been saying it, it's it gone. was a joke. It's a joke. It's, it was always going to be a joke. Um. I like the Falcons better than the Panthers right now. Yes. Yeah. More established quarterback. That's all you need. Mm-hmm. So Panthers fans, get ready. You can be on uh, Sam Howell watch. You you can have that. You can have that number. Two there you go. Carolina. You can have that. <laughs> See how it worked out for me. Um, we won't talk about that though. What the hell happened in Jacksonville, Florida this Sunday? <laughs> Trevor hell? Lawrence is the man. That's what happened. He got it done. No, just Josh Allen beat Josh Allen. That's all that matters. Josh Allen intercepted Josh Allen, too. That was pretty cool. That's, that's all you need to know. That's the only name you need to know for this entire game. Josh that Allen. and the kickers. For both sides. Yeah, that's it. It was a field goal fest. It was literally field goal fest. It was field, get, field goal fest 2003. Um, oh, that was a good baseball game. Slugfest. Oh, rip. <laughs> What the hell is wrong with Josh Allen? I oh god, the the Bills Josh Allen, not the Jaguars yes. Josh Allen, the Bills Josh Allen. What the hell is wrong with them? I, I don't know. I'm not sure. I, you just don't know sometimes. I I I I'm convinced that going on did going on part in my take with PFT Commoner and Big Cat did it ruin Josh Allen? Or no, it's probably not part of my take. I love those guys. It's Josh Allen got paid. That's probably what happened. They gave him the contract extension, and now, yeah. Yeah, but is it I don't know. Time? Every, 
Oh no, he he's on the COVID list. Right? No, it, it's not Mitch time. It's <laughs> you know. Sorry for even suggesting that. That was stupid. Oh boy. Um. Yeah. Sometimes you just have some duds, and this was a bad. I, yeah. I don't the know. Jaguars kicked more field goals and they they won. That's what happened here. They kicked more field goals and won. No James Robinson. That sucked for my fantasy team. Um, before I talk about the Bills, because I want to spend some time on the Bills and what this means for the AFC, shout out to Urban Meyer, who's probably the real winner of the night. Urban Meyer probably won more than anybody else that night. You know, you got a signature win. At least we think it's a signature win, right? So in the United, he finally good for you. States. Yeah, I mean, good for you. So yeah, Urban Meyer, don't don't we'll see. Go out we'll to see. Bars. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Um, we talked a little bit about this earlier when we were talking about the Browns. I was so ready at the beginning of the year to just hand the Bills the AFC title. I was ready. I had it locked in that the Bills are going to the Super Bowl, and we'll see who from the NFC they're going to play. And then they do this shit. They're not as impressive as they were a year ago. And no, I don't get it. They're not a bad football team. They're not that much different personnel-wise. And we've had glimpses of Josh Allen where it looks like he's going to be that MVP type player. Yep. And then we obviously have games like this. So you don't have the consistency of an, uh, of an MVP quite yet. And again, I'd like to also say he's still in his, you know, early to mid 20s. Like the guy is still learning the game. Yeah. But just some of their. That only aren't looking that great anymore. Lamar well, Jackson won MVP. Yeah, just yeah. Uh, I don't know. I I'd like to wait and see, but time's ticking, especially when you have Bill Belichick's just coasting and efficient right behind you. You have to you have to separate yourself a little more too. Well, that's the thing now. But don't worry about the Jets or Dolphins. You're good. That's the thing now. Going into next week, the, the Patriots are only a half game out. And that's only because they have one right. more lot. They're five and four, and the Bills are five and three. That's yeah. not where you want to put Bill Belichick a half game out. Mm-hmm. So I, the Patriots do have a chance of winning this division still. Yeah. But with the Patriots, always have a chance. There's never a season, unless they have Cam Newton at quarterback. There's never a season you think last year wasn't terrible. Right. Just so good enough for New England fans. <laughs> um this this does bring a smile to my face. Um the Minnesota Vikings and Baltimore Ravens. I actually think that Mike Zimmer is trying to get fired at this point. <laughs> I think he's trying to. I saw today his winning percentage in as the Vikings head coach, five sixty seven. He's barely above five hundred. He's barely it's, there. And this season, uh, this season's killing him. Um, Dalvin Cook looked great. At least that, that they had that going. If you were at Dalvin Cook on your fantasy team, you had that going for you. 
that may not last either. He's got some allegations against him too now. Yeah, that whole story well, is just all kinds of – we're going to let that one play out before we start commenting on that one. Because yep. honestly, it's literally right now the Spider-Man meme of the two Spider-Mans pointing at each other. No one knows what the hell's happening right now. Literally, nobody knows what the hell's again. happening. Yeah, it's just it's wild. It's, it's a wild story. If you haven't heard it, go look it up real quick. We'll probably talk about it next week if we get more information on it. Um, mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson, though, the better running back of the day, quarterback, running yeah. back. He's just he's just a utility offensive player at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, he threw for two sixty six yards. He ran for one hundred and twenty yards. My God, it's not a bad day. No, it's not a bad day. Um, almost 400 yards total offense and got the W in overtime. So he, again, down 17-3 too. And he's done this all season long. He's come back in three premier games. Well, the Vikings are kind of premier. Um, But he, he almost took it too literally that you can't go up two scores on Lamar or you can't lose while up two scores on Lamar Jackson. And it's almost like he's made his mission to do it. So he proves everyone wrong about something. So this is just that for this year. The Vikings are who we thought they were. It's just the same old Vikings this season. Yep. Mike Zimmer sucks. He's not. At what point do they need a quarterback? At what point do they give up on Kirk Cousins? That's an excellent question. I think you have Kellen Mond sitting sitting there in the backup role. I don't think that – I don't want to say that Kirk Cousins is the problem with this team as much as it is the defense. I think Kirk, the defense right. has blown more games this year. They've let teams back into it. Obviously, that Bengals game, this game, they almost – they almost blew it against the Panthers a couple of weeks ago. Like, right. I think the defense is the biggest issue. And when Mike Zimmer is a defensive guy, if your unit starts sucking, that reflects on you. Absolutely. It's like Matt Nagy and the Bears offense, honestly. But the we'll quarterback guru, huh? I hate that guy, Matt Nagy. Um, <laughs> despite having some of the best running backs from 2017, Lamar Jackson still does it all for Baltimore, and he – forever for the rest of time we'll do it all for Baltimore um yep I I do think that the Ravens are starting to emerge as my AFC favorites I the more the further and further we get into it that it's only week we're only going into week 10 there's still a lot of football left to be played but right right now the Ravens are starting to look like one of the better teams if not the best team in the AFC yeah, I don't think they've yet made it over the hump that is the Tennessee Titans somehow that's true so we'll see, and but it's good to know if you're the Ravens that you can come back in these games and you can win from being down because in the playoffs you're gonna go down. It you know you cannot expect to blow out every game. Nope. So to have that fight is very good. Absolutely. Um. And maybe you'll have some running backs by the end of the season. That could be. That could be. They have like who knows. Um, the Los Angeles Chargers and the Philadelphia Eagles. I have. 
I did not why, watch why this, this game. Close? I just know I, it, it was in Philadelphia. Justin Herbert was damn near perfect. He was 32 for 38. He threw over 350 yards and two touchdowns. I, I don't know how the Eagles kept this close because Jalen Hurts did not sling it like we're used to seeing. He only threw the ball no. 17 times. Only one touchdown. That one touchdown was – Devonta Smith had a great game. He, he got over 100. He did. Again. And that's um, another one of those college matchups. Yep, college teammates at Oakland Raiders. Yep. Get Devontae Adams out of my division, please. <laughs> um, Jordan Howard, throwback from years ago. Jordan Howard mm-hmm. starting to – I mean, I think this is, what, his third straight week with a touchdown? <clears throat> Since being eliminated right. from the practice squad, like Nick Sirianni yeah. loving Jordan Howard. Miles I mean, Sanders he's not a bad running back. No, he's not. Yeah. Miles it's, Sanders' starting gig may be done. But again, we come back to running backs are like plug and play guys sometimes. Exactly. You know, with modern offenses, they're plug and play guys. If you have the big, beefy lineman in front of you blocking and they do it correctly, you can spring yourself for, you know, 70 yards and a touchdown in a game. So, Besides just being really close, did you see after the game? Because uh, Nick Sirianni, I guess, in his post-game speech last week, like compared the team to flowers or something like that. And then he was walking off the field at the end of the game and a fan threw a bouquet of flowers at him. That's fantastic. Oh, fans. I love Philly. I really do. I want to go to Oh, a- those people. I just need to go to a game there. I just need to experience it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Really just the most intense fans. Yeah. The Chargers, the I Chargers just... have grit. They have a good young quarterback. Yeah. The Eagles almost pulled it off. Yeah. I will say – I should rephrase. The Eagles don't have the most intense fans. They have the most psychotic fans. It's the I would say the Raiders have the most intense fans. They're delusional too. Again, from the bottom <laughs> Aren't of heart, we all? We are. We all are delusional. I, I still cheer. I still put this on every Sunday. So mm-hmm. just get ready to hear about how the Eagles are going to be on every single quarterback over the next few months because it's coming. If it's <laughs> not Deshaun to the Dolphins, it's going to be Deshaun to the Eagles. That's what we're going to hear. <laughs> um, this might. This was probably my favorite game from this week. And I actually watched this whole game and I almost, I had to claw my, I almost clawed my eyes out. It was that (laughs) unbearable to watch. It was gut wrenching to watch. I don't know why we have to keep saying it, but we do. The Packers are a crap team without Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) They are, they are absolutely horrible without Aaron Rodgers. It's a one man team. It's like the bears defense without Kalu Mack. They suck. They suck. Yeah. Jordan Love. Yeah. I hope the Packers fans enjoyed watching the glimpse of their future that is Jordan Love because I enjoyed it. Um, as a Bears fan, it feels fantastic. It does. It does uh, feel good to feel like they finally missed one. At least the Packers had a better view on the TV than uh, Jordan Love's mom. That poor lady put her in the nosebleeds. Yeah. But, well, you got to remember, they probably, it was short notice. They're not used to the, the, Packers quarterback asking for tickets for his family. Exactly. You know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? 
Um, so they probably scalped a ticket from outside and gave it to her. Probably. Probably. So, but where is she still climbing down the steps at Arrowhead Stadium trying to get to the ground level? <laughs> um, but in all seriousness, yes, Packers fans, he had more than one net passing yard. You can have that. Raise your banner. Raise your banner high. You had more than one net passing yard. You can have that this year. All I know is <laughs> what I saw from Jordan Love on Sunday evening and Justin Fields on Monday night, complete polar opposites. Jordan Love cannot make plays. He can't. I'm sorry. Your best chance of winning a football game is when Aaron Rodgers is on the field. And Jordan Love didn't play all too much better than Patrick Mahomes. No, he didn't. Patrick Mahomes is in a funk right now. He can get it done, but it's not pretty. No, we not. know he's capable of so much more. We are, and that's another thing. Like, I, 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 I don't know if it's because he got paid just like Josh Allen or what's going on, but Patrick Mahomes does not look like Patrick Mahomes this year. This team, he's broken. No. He's broken. Yeah. I, 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 don't, know, I don't know what's going on. I want to keep saying that it's his brother because I hate his brother Jackson. Um, <laughs> his poor dad, man. Patrick Mahomes' poor dad. The dude just – he, he, he could have been the next LeVar Ball and just been like the entire rest of Patrick Mahomes' family. But he's like, he, just, he just minds his own business, shows up and supports his son. His mom is annoying. His brother's annoying. His wife's annoying. They're all annoying. And now they just look like tools because Patrick's uh, – his game's not where it was. So now you just look stupid. Yeah, but – I, I don't. I think of all teams to fix that, the team with Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill can fix his issues. Oh, absolutely. Like, it's not a bad team. They just, I, if you would have told me we'd be sitting here going into week 10 and the Chiefs would be five and four, I would have laughed. Maybe they'll get Odell. I mean, who's the backup or the second option for Patrick Mahomes? Well, second receiver option, Byron Pringle. McCall Hardman, I it's mean. Probably McCall Hardman. Uh, Watkins is gone. Yeah, bring in Odell, and I think Mahomes, if his offensive line can give him some time, I don't think he'll have as many issues. Yeah, absolutely. And talking about the Packers adding Odell, um, there was one receiver who had more than five targets. This, this game. It was Devontae Adams, of course. He had 14 targets. He was the only guy that had more than five targets, and he only caught six of them for 42 yards. This is one of those guys where having Aaron Rodgers on the field elevates Devontae Adams' game, and when it's not, right. that, when that's not the case, Devontae Adams, Devontae Adams, to me, feels like an Allen Robinson right now. Got high potential. Elite. Elite pe- or route running, yeah. I the thing about Devontae Adams is he's still at you know he's a Pro Bowl wide receiver. Aaron Rodgers makes him the best in the league. Yep, that's that's the gap. Yep, and Bryce Love or Jordan Love. Sorry, I'm thinking of Bryce Young at Alabama. <laughs> um, brings him down. 
to a very good still wide receiver, but is he a Pro Bowl wide receiver? Right. Jordan Love? You don't know. Absolutely. So it was fun to watch. It was fun to watch mm-hmm. after what happened the next night. So I'm glad I at least have that from this weekend. <laughs> um, a team that should still be undefeated. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals playing at the San Francisco 49ers. In the words of J.J. Watt, maybe they're just that good. Because <laughs> they are that good. They didn't have DeAndre Hopkins or Kyler Murray. And the pride and joy out of the University of Texas, Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy had almost two – he was one yard shy of 250 yards. Fantastic journeyman. Fantastic journeyman. Great backup QB. Uh, James Conner, mm-hmm. huge addition to this Cardinals team in the offseason now. Major yes. steal. With those Made all the difference. He did. I, the Cardinals are a good football team. And I know we were starting mm-hmm. to look at like this last season too. So I don't want to proclaim them NFC favorites just yet because they had that second half collapse last year. We're going to see what Cliff Kingsbury can do this season. Mm-hmm. But I think this whole talks of is Cliff Kingsbury is in trouble right now. No, right now I'm pretty sure his, no. his job is safe. He's got the most yes. explosive offense in football right now. Exactly. When you can take your two best offensive players out of the game and you still win by double digits, you're a pretty damn good team. Mm-hmm. As far as San Francisco and, goes, yeah, uh, I. Again, I feel like they're just waiting Jimmy Garoppolo out. They're waiting him out. We'll, you know, we'll stick Trey Lance in there next season. We'll build around him. No, but over three hundred yards. It feels almost like San Francisco doesn't want uh, Jimmy Garoppolo to play that well. You know, they don't want him because they want to be able to sever the tie and go all in on Trey Lance. And right. Jimmy G is making it hard for him. It is. It's the opposite of what happened with Andy Dalton. Right. Well, yeah. Well, I guess with that, Andy Dalton got hurt and we had to play Justin, and then Justin played the way Justin is playing now. Uh, when Jimmy G got hurt, Trey Lance took over, but then Trey Lance got hurt, giving Jimmy G the option to come back in, and he's just been playing right. above average. So it's hard to make mm-hmm. that justification. Uh, George Kittle finally comes back from injury this week, and he has over 100 points – or I'm sorry, not 100 points, 100 yards receiving game. He had a touchdown. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, that's that's George Kittle numbers. Right. That's what you would expect out of so, George Kittle. Fantasy owners, very happy yeah. with 101 yards and a touchdown. Um, I don't – I mean, I, where would the Niners be right now if they didn't have injuries? I mean, in a perfect system, if you have no injuries – and your running backs are all there. You know, you have George Gill, Debo Samuel. I think instead of three and five, you're five and three at the least. Yeah. So, I mean, you you have one of the two toughest divisions in football. Mm-hmm. And you're making – you're working towards, you know, being – it's hard. It's hard to understand where they're going to be because you don't know how good they can be because they have, what, one game where they were completely healthy? Yeah. And you just don't know. Yeah. Week one. That's all you get. Yep. That's how they – poor 49ers fans, man. 
it happens. Injuries can derail a team's season, and it looks like that bug hit them hard this year. Right. So we'll see, and we'll see if uh, ownership, front office, lets Shanahan slide, give them that uh, scapegoat this offseason. We'll see what happens. I know there's at least rumblings of, is he done? We don't know. It's going to depend on how right. the season finishes. But like you said, this is this is the best comp, not conference. It is the best conference, but it's the best division in football this year. And I mean, this we're talking about this is going to be two disappointing seasons in a row now. Right. Like I, it's starting to not look good. You're coming off mm-hmm. of you were in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, and now you're finishing. You could finish in last place in your division two years in a row. That's not right. great. And not only does that look bad on Kyle Shanahan, but there's also the whole the Super Bowl mishap from that Falcons Patriots Super Bowl that looms over him as well. Not entirely his fault because he doesn't touch the defense, but still not. <laughs> it's there. It's there. He took the foot off the gas. Right. Um, I do think that right now, with no discredit or no disrespect to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or the Los Angeles Rams, last week's narrow loss to the Packers, this Arizona Green Bay is starting to look like a uh, NFC championship preview. I think that it could be one of those games where Cardinals get them again. The Cardinals are going to beat them. I do think that the Cardinals could beat the Packers again in January. Yeah, it's entirely possible. But. Right. But we'll see what happens with <laughs> we'll, <that. see. laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Okay, we're finally at Sunday Night Football. So we got this game and we got one All right. to go over. Carrie um, Underwood, here we go. Well, the Tennessee Titans were waiting all day for Sunday night. The Rams, not so much. <laughs> um, I feel extremely stupid, and I'm going to say this, for uh, writing Tennessee off after losing Derrick Henry last week. Much like most of the country probably did, I'll be the first one to admit I was stupid. Tennessee's defense stepped up in a big way this week. Yes, They held the Rams to three field goals until 25 seconds left in the entire game when the Rams got that garbage time touchdown. That's very good. Mm-hmm. And Tennessee's offense somehow no, but Ryan Tannehill did what he needed to do. He did. Hey. I mean the Kevin Bot the Kevin Bird interception, the pick six, that helped. Adrian Absolutely. Peterson had a touchdown. Yeah, I mean again, plug and play. You're obviously Tennessee's offensive line is working well. Yeah. Because you have to be built – well, sometimes you have to be built in order to spring Derrick Henry. Other times he does it all by himself. But yeah. you know it's going to work a freak of most of the time. Oh, yes. But the Stafford, the Stafford Cup connection, it just wasn't there this week, and that's okay. No, that happens, you know. Right. Sometimes – because that connection has been probably – outside of Burrow and Chase – Stafford and Cup is probably the best connection in the NFL. Yeah. So. At least the safest in terms of fantasy numbers. Yeah. It's just, it's electric. And it wasn't so much this week. So, you know, everyone has a bad week. Right. And I hate that they don't have a solid running game that they can fall back on. I get that Cam Akers is just out for the year. It's only one year. But when Daryl Henderson with 11 attempts is your leading rusher, like that, you got – it's not that the passing game wasn't working, but you got to be able to run the ball too. 
Mm-hmm. If you're only get, if you're sitting there with less than a, 30 seconds left in the entire game and you've only kicked field goals or something, you should have been able to do something different tonight. But that's really – I feel like for years that's been McVay's offense is the m- most motion in any offense you can see and then you confuse the defense and you hit them over top and where they're confused. So it's working this season, and now you finally have a quarterback that's, you know, completely competent, and and let's be honest, he's a Pro Bowl quarterback. He's a former number one pick. Uh Well, so is Jerry Carr. But anyway, um, you just – you have – you have the best situation. Yeah. I don't think that the number one storyline from this is even the game. I think the number number one storyline with this team is Derrick Henry's return is going to happen. And it's going to happen this season. Which was unheard of when everyone first found out that he was going to be out. Uh, Mm -hmm. Ian Rappaport reported that his timeline should be about six to ten weeks. I know Mike Rabel won't put an actual thing on it, which is fine. But if we're looking at the six to ten weeks, the earliest Derrick Henry can come back is week 14 against the Jaguars. But realistically, we're all thinking that he's going to be back week 17 against the Dolphins. The reason I'm saying week 17 is because you don't want to bring Derrick Henry back playoff game number one. You want to give mm-hmm. him that buffer game of a regular season that they, they will be afford, they will be in a position week 17 that, where they can afford to lose the Dolphins because they're going to be locked in the right. playoffs. Just get Derrick Henry out there, get him some carries. I don't think you give the guy more than 12 just to get him some live action, make sure he's okay. Right. Stiff arming guys, running, just, just <laughs> to make sure he's good. Stretch his legs a little bit. Right. And you look at their remaining yeah. schedule, and they're, they play at home against the Saints, Texans, at Patriots, versus Jaguars, at Steelers, and then versus 49ers, Dolphins, and at Texans. Yeah, it's looking schedule. not in that order, but yeah, it's looking quite promising for the Nashville boys. I mean, they or I'm sorry, it's that order. They flexed their muscles this week yep. defensively. After all season, their offense has been doing it. So you know what they can do? They're gonna keep running it down your throat. Tannehill can still throw the ball a little bit, and at the end of the day, their division's not great. No, not at all. They can afford to be without Derrick Henry for a few weeks. Exactly. So, you know what you're going to get from this team, and you're just waiting out. Keep doing what you're doing. Wait out the injury. Get Derrick Henry back and go full throttle into the playoffs. And be AFC favorites again. That because we're always going to get that. Yeah. Yep. Sure, we're not going to get the Thursday night 180-yard rushing from Derrick Henry this year. Mm-hmm. The fans are going to hate that, but when you get the 190-yard Derrick Henry on wild card uh, Saturday or Sunday. Two touchdowns, yeah. Yeah. We're, we'll, we'll be happy then, so. Oh, absolutely. It's time. <laughs> It's time. I 
I absolutely hate, I hate, I hate, I hate, because I know how it sounds coming out of my mouth and I know how it sounds reading on in a tweet. I hate blaming games on officials. I hate blaming games on officiating. But when you have a legit bullshit penalty that takes away a touchdown that could have decided the game. Phantom penalty. It's a phantom penalty. That, that, that's garbage. Yeah. A terrible penalty sent the Bears back 15 yards. On, after they were, what, third and one? Mm-hmm. Second and one? One of those two. Sent them back 15 yeah. yards. And then they should have been right back up. But, oh, no, we can't, we can't give Justin Fields the same calls that we give the other 31 quarterbacks in this league. I, <laughs> as far as I will go, is calling for a special investigation into <laughs> the actions of Tony Corrente and the NFL officiating. That's all the poor wishes I'm going to wish on them is an actual investigation. Because that I, when, when the entire country's sitting here like, what the hell did we just watch? There's an issue. And it's built up to this. The taunting rule is awful. It is. It has it to is, be. It, you're not letting the – I sound like I should be from about 10 years ago when they started restricting hits on the quarterback. Mm-hmm. You're not letting the boys have fun. No. You know, I understand you're a business, but when you penalize a man for looking at the sideline, of the team that cut him earlier in the year Who's a and then walks back. back. You know, he doesn't – it's not like Robert Quinn against Aaron Rodgers. He's not pointing at him Yeah. after he grabs his face mask. He's you not know, yelling it, at Big Ben, yelling, I can own you. Exactly. I mean, what are you going to do? You're literally looking and walking. They released a statement That's today saying this is their wording that he was posturing towards the sidelines. That was their wording. He walked there, didn't go past any players because he didn't go past when the punter came on, and then he turned around and he walked back to his sideline. Then, and Tony Carrente somehow didn't know about this contact. Bumps into him. Hip check the player, and then did the most spectacular flag throw. He threw that, that flag like he of. was trying to throw it to downtown Pittsburgh. Exactly, and it's it's built up to this, and it's going to explode. The this NFL has been an issue the entire season too. This yes, is not the, the first. Time it was the first two weeks. It was. Awful. It's a new rule. It's, you know, it's going to be dissected. Then it went down a little bit. These last two weeks, it's reared back. And no one understands why you can't just let these players show emotion. It's, it's one thing to do, you know, a obscene gesture or something, but you can't point or you can't yell in the direction of another player. Well, how about – how about after a sack, T.J. Watt? And I know T.J. Watt's looking at the fans. He's looking at the crowd blowing kisses. But it was in the direction yeah. of the Bears' bench. Right. Well, I'm saying it's, that's taunting mm. by rule definition. But here's why the, the taunting penalty has to go for me because this, is, this rule is dangerous. It's setting a dangerous precedent because – and the owners need to demand that it's either heavily revised or it's scrapped altogether. Because the NFL right. has given officials 
too great of a power of being able to decide the outcome of a football game based on the way that one one individual official perceives an action. Right. It's completely subjective. I have had other people tell me, I wouldn't give a shit if somebody started walking towards me. I have been, I've gotten away with a lot worse than staring at the other team's bench in a high school football (laughs) game. I've gotten away with a lot worse. Mm -hmm. Trust me. Um, And let's be real too. NFL officials, they're way too soft to be given this power. When they have the ability to influence the outcome of a game, it's taken too far. 15 yards. If you want to have a taunting penalty and you make a, want to make an emphasis on taunting, fine, make it five. 15 is way too much. It should not be on the same yeah. level of a face mask or a pass interference or anything like that. And right. technically, and- by rule definition, every single celebration that we see on our television screens every Sunday breaks the taunting rule. It's got to go. It's got to yeah. go. The way it when is you now, bring. It and when you bring 20 players into the end zone That's and they all do the same thing, the bears do it. You know, I was offended by that. it's not, yeah, it's not, it's not even cherry picking to only this team. It's every team does that on a turnover. Yep. And when you have that, and then it's so heavily scrutinized, but that's allowed because they're having fun. It's good for the league to see the players have fun. They'll put it on their Instagram. Yeah. But having Cassius Marsh stare at a sideline and then turn around and jog back to his is too much. I, I don't understand it. These, these guys I will say, have worked too hard in their careers to have – how do you expect someone that just made a huge play on a primetime football game with the whole country watching to not get excited right. about sacking the quarterback? How do you not? Exactly. That's the, it, Tony Corrente should be ashamed of himself. Sorry. Mm. You're a clown, sir. You're a scumbag. Yeah. Scumbag I will Tony say. Corrente. That's his nickname now. Yeah. You can take the obvious positive from this game if you're a Bears fan, though. Yeah. Justin Fields is your quarterback. Yes. Let's, so get, I need, let's get into the game now. Yeah. Justin Fields is I mean, future. That, just – when the ball jumps out of his hand, it's just electric. It, it, it's fun to watch. It feels like when he throws the ball, it feels like it felt with Jay Cutler. He can just sling it a mile, and the ball just fires out of his hand. Yeah. But he can do something Jay Cutler couldn't do. It's the mobility, the escapability. It's so refreshing to see this kind of quarterback. And um, they showed the touchdown of Darnell Mooney when he was moving to his left and through left. They showed it. I could not tell you when you first saw the play which game it was from. You could not tell the difference between that and the touchdown to Jesse James a week earlier. It looked so smooth and absolute pinpoint passes. It's like but if you Mahomes give him – It would be all over Sports Center for the next week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Patrick Mahomes would do it sidearm while doing a backflip too, though. With his eyes. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's so refreshing to have a quarterback who's capable – He's got the 
best mentality that you'll see in a quarterback. He's humble but hungry. And it's it Bears fans can rejoice. We have something brewing. We do. We do. And it's overshadowed by the complete Tom the complete clownery of this officiating uh officiating. Right. Um the kit Justin Fields had 291 passing yards. He almost had a 300 yard passing game. What? Mm-hmm. I'm not used to that. Yeah. No, I'm used you're to used the to high one hundreds and the low two hundreds. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, 112 and like three picks. <laughs> That's what I'm used to as a Bears fan. Um right. how about the fact though that this kid down again, defense gave up the lead again, took the Bears downfield, gave them the lead before the defense inevitably allowed Pittsburgh to just walk all over them with the horrible lining up offsides. That's inexcusable. I'm not going to blame a fish on that. But. One of those was very bad. One of those Roquan Smith was not offside. However, they have you got to let Big Ben win in Pittsburgh on Monday night. They have like a whole voodoo mm-hmm. tradition about it. <laughs> God, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. It's fine. It's fine. But you see what the Bears need to improve on. It's it's pretty obvious. You know, you have Big Ben actually looked competent in this game, throwing to his wide receivers. You know, you need the pass rush. Khalil Mack, you come back from injury. Okay. Him and Robert Quinn have been very good this year together. On the field together, yes. Yes. And you missed Eddie Jackson. You usually do. It, but – your defense, I think Sean Desai can do a good job scheming the defense. Your offense, they gave up some sacks. You know that's going to happen. But right. TJ Watts a game breaker. He is. And Larry Borum. The guy has been thrown into the NFL. His essentially second and third game in the NFL. He's playing Nick Bosa and TJ Watt. Yeah. Gave up. Two pressures and one sack. If this kid sticks as a rookie, can play. It's it's your outsides are looking good if you can do that. Yep. Um, I I saw a good game out of Cole Komet. I saw Jimmy Graham play the game. That's always a plus. My bad, Cole. Maybe you're not a bust. Sorry. (laughs) I mean he. He can flash, so it seemed like the Allen Robinson connection with Justin Fields is getting better. It's almost like practicing together makes yeah. you a better connection. What? So that's a thing. Yeah. Someone, I mean, not that it's going to matter for him next year. He's never going to get another job in football. Bye, Matt Nagy. <laughs> bye, bye, bye. But it, you see this, and. You see, okay, the Bears lost. But you see a brighter future. You see it coming, and it feels good. So you almost have two teams heading in opposite directions. The Steelers are good right now. What happens when you lose Ben Roethlisberger? This year? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, they're built on defense, too, but – were the 2018 Chicago Bears. <laughs> That's true. It's oh, true. It is. Yeah. yeah. But 
I don't know. You you like to feel you like to feel like there's a shot. But then again, we're just those optimistic Chicago fans. Perhaps I'm naive as well. Could be. Um, so, are you ready for some some rapid fire picks for this weekend? I am. All right, we've got first game. I believe this is Thursday night. Actually, uh, we've got Baltimore at Miami. Taking the Ravens. Oh, give give me the Ravens. It's Easy. no contest. They do have Tua back though. Tua, Tua time, Tua time. Um, yeah. Lamar Jackson will go down by fourteen. Come back, he'll be good. Uh, starting off the day on Sunday, we've got the Cleveland Browns at the New England Patriots. Ooh, ooh, That's a tough one. Um, give me the Brownies. They're still trying to prove that Odell doesn't make a difference. Here we go, Brownies. Here we go. Uh, next game, we got the Tampa Bay Bucks at the Washington Football Team. Bucks Ooh, you know, I'd like to think it'd be closer, but the the football teams, their defense has not been good this year at all. It has not been twenty twenty level. No, Chase Young just Chase Young and crew haven't been the same. Mm-hmm. Bucks all the way. Bucks all the way. Uh, Atlanta Falcons at Denver, or I'm sorry, Dallas Cowboys. I have the Cowboys. I mean, Matt Ryan can sling the ball, but I think Dak is due for a comeback. He's going to be the comeback player of the year, so why not be the comeback player this week? Give me the upset. I'm taking the Falcons. I'm taking the Atlanta Falcons in an upset. I, I would hope that they have a fire lit under their ass from last year when they just completely <laughs> dropped the ball big time against the Cowboys at, at their place. They're going to go into Dallas and win. Um, okay. The Saints at the Titans. Titans. I'm taking the Titans. I'm not making that mistake again. No. <laughs> ooh, I have this game highlighted. This Oh, why is it highlighted? It says uh, the scumbag Tony Corrente game of the week. I'm sorry, ah, I'm sorry right. Jaguars and Colts fans, but you have you have the the mo- the softest official in America on your hmm. game this week. But yeah, Jags at Colts. Let's see if Trevor can make it two in a row. I don't think so. I think Carson limits his mistakes and takes Colts. it. Colts. Colts. I thought about this game for a long time. Um, the Bills at the Jets. I thought about this one. The Jets will shoot himself in the foot. I'm taking the Bills. I took the Bills. I really wanted to. I wanted to go all in on Mike White, but I just can't. I just can't do it. You Bills can't are, do it. Bills come. Bills come back in. Um, and Josh Allen's gonna be mad. Yeah, yeah, he is. So. And he should be. Um, the Detroit Lions at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, those poor Lions, Steelers. Oh I, man, I feel like just so. so because the universe is going to piss me off. I'm taking the Lions. I'm taking the Lions because that would be the most fitting thing for us to get beat on Monday Night Football and then the Lions to go in there the next week and get their first win of the season. That's a, mm. that's a, that's a petty pick. Sorry, Steelers fans. Mm-hmm. It's nothing personal. I just – I'm still pissed. Um, next game, Minnesota Vikings at Los Angeles Chargers. Vikings can't stop anyone right now. I'm taking the Chargers. Justin Herbert's going to have himself a day. Yes, he is. Another 300-plus game. Um, We've got the Philadelphia Eagles at the Denver Broncos. 
I took the Broncos in this. Um, I think they might have string some wins this, you know, coming off the momentum of last week, and the Eagles are still finding themselves. Jalen Hurts, yeah, we'll see. I took I took the Eagles in a Jalen Hurts bounce back game. Okay, so I'm, I went Philly. Mm-hmm. Um, ooh, Seattle Seahawks at Green Bay Packers. Keep in mind, Nine Russ, Finger Russ is Cook is Russ is back. Oh yeah, Nine Finger Russ is gonna come and cook. He cut off one of his fingers while chopping, Two more but he's gonna place. cook. Oh yeah, let Russ cook. Let Russ cook all over Aaron Rodgers. Seahawks. Yeah, if, if Aaron Rodgers if Aaron is Rodgers plays, because I mean he's unvaccinated, so you never know. I don't know. Oh, yeah. He's gonna be allowed to play this Sunday. First day he's allowed back is Saturday, so he he'll barely even he won't even have a day of practice under his belt. That's Aaron Rodgers. It probably won't matter. He's gonna piss us <laughs> off either way. Um, Seahawks all the way. Carry time. We've got Sunday Night Football: Kansas City Chiefs at Las Vegas Raiders. This is a no, game. no, the 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 Raiders are broken right now. Give me the give me Patrick Chiefs. Patrick and the Chiefs. Chiefs in a close one. And then Monday Night Football, what once could have been a good game, is now probably going to be just very sad. <laughs> it's the Los Angeles Rams at the San Francisco 49ers. Give me the Rams. Again, it's going to be that Matt Stafford just goes all over the defense. Mortal lock the Los Angeles Rams for the dub. Mm-hmm. That, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, fans of all ages, is going to do it for first and then of this week. Week 10, here we go. We can't. The Bears cannot lose this week, so I'm going to be yes. happy no matter what. The Bears can't lose. Matt Nagy can't wait. It would be fitting if Matt Nagy got fired in the bye week. That would be amazing. But, mm. you know, oh. a boy can dream. All yes, right, he we can. We will see you next time for week 10 recap and week 11 previews. All right. See you then.